Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good Saturday morning. Well, I don't know how good it is where you are, but here in Kaplan, Louisiana, it is storming. Uh, Hopefully that will move on through and give us a little bit of chance to get out and enjoy some of the weekend activities. Uh, You may be hearing some of that raindrops in the background, but we're going to let those falling on our head mess up our show. Thanks for tuning us in. Again, we're at Crawfish Haven, Ms. Rose Bed and Breakfast in Kaplan, one of my favorite places in southwest Louisiana to visit. We're here with Barry Toops. I got all three of my daughters, daughter number one, daughter number two, daughter number three. That's daughter from Texas, Alabama, and also Tennessee, all here. And, boy, the fish were biting pretty good here yesterday, and today we got some crawfishing planned. And then maybe later tonight, get out and get some of those bullfrogs. In fact, the season in Louisiana has just reopened on June 1st, so uh, bullfrogs are fair game. Also, uh, catfishing today, and I hope this weather does clear in some of these areas because they've got a catfish derby plan all across the state. The Department of Wildlife and Fisheries has selected some of their get-out-and-fish ponds and have stocked those with some beautiful channel catfish, easy to catch, easy accessibility. And I'll tell you about some of those 15 locations where you can get out there, and it's all absolutely free. They're going to be offering some prizes. Uh, those of you listening to us in Mississippi, no license, free fishing days today and tomorrow. And, uh, by the way, speaking of licenses, in Louisiana, all licenses expire on June 30th, and then they will renew again for another year. It's a calendar year, not from the date that you buy it. And while we're talking and reminding you to get your license, I'd like to remind you when you do renew your license, uh, you're going to see an option, a box to check if you'd like to make a donation to a wonderful organization that that we support, and uh, they do some great work. I'm talking about Hunters for the Hungry, uh, whereby they collect fish and seafood and wild game, process it, bring it to some of the soup kitchens, and, and help feed the homeless. And you get an opportunity to give them a little cash donation, which is always welcome. All right, uh, if you are a wannabe alligator hunter in Alabama, they've got a lottery coming up for our Alabama residents only. I'll tell you a little bit about that. And for the third consecutive week, our bad boys of the outdoor story is yet another alleged bogus charter captain. We'll tell you his crime and time. And, of course, we're going to be tracking those bills in the legislature as it gets ready to wind down. House Bill 535, uh, known as the Pogie Bill, We've been keeping track on that. David Cresson's expected to join us a little bit later on. House Bill 691, there's been some turns and twists. That's the one that wants to increase the hunting and fishing license fees for the state of Louisiana. We've also got those fishing reports from our staff of experts. And we've got live in-studio text messages. Send me your 
fishing report, your comments, your question comes right in here in the studio. Even our remote location here in Kaplan, the number is 504-260-1870. Again, that's 504-260-1870. And in just a little while, we're going to be talking to the owner of Mrs. Rose Bed and Breakfast. Barry Toops is going to join us, guy that started this thing several years ago, and it has really blossomed into a, quite an operation, giving people the opportunity to come out and watch the, um, the method that crawfish are caught by, enjoy some of South Louisiana's Cajun heritage and culture. It's a great time. Even though it is pouring rain, <laughs> we'll be right back after this. Get a fishing report from Robbie Campo, and i got to tell you, some of the fishing reports this week were off the charts. Hopefully this weather won't mess it up for the weekend. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And you can hear the rain pouring here in Kaplan all around us, but we're dry inside the, uh, the I guess you'd call this the party room, the boiling room for Mr. Uh, Mrs. Rose Bed and Breakfast, Crawfish Haven. Uh, we got some fishing reports to check on. As tradition, we always start with Robbie Campo over in Shell Beach in St. Bernard Parish. And, Robbie, I hope you're not getting the range we're getting here. What's the weather picture look like? Well, Don, I tell you, it's, um, you can hear me, Don? Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I hear you fine. Okay, uh, well, the, the weather here is um, it's it's same thing. It's raining. It's uh, it's it's um, a little bit more than a light drizzle, but nevertheless, it's raining here, and I believe we're going to have this for most of the day, according to the radar from what I see. Um, but hey, look, you know, this past week was uh, was a killer week for for uh, speckled trout on the outside. Um, you know, from Central uh, Holy Cross. To the you know Curlew Island to uh, Breton Island to Gosha to Grand Gosha. I mean it was just a phenomenal week of fishing out there, and um, you know for surf fishing and for fishing along the rigs, the rocks, the long rocks put out a few trout, but it didn't produce as much trout as I would like to seen it uh, put out this week. But you know uh, Don over in um, you know at Comfort Island area, I think that's going to start heating up here really soon. Um, uh, it has been, it's been a hit and a miss, but I think that's going to be more consistent here really soon when it's next moon. Um, you know, uh, a lot of bait situation looks good. So, uh, I know anybody, you know, if anybody wants to go fishing this morning, you come on down to Campos, hook the left at the bridge, come on down and see us. And we're going to, we're going to get you going as fast as possible. So, yeah. <laughs> well, Robbie, um, as far as, you know, got to remind people, bring your wet weather gear for sure if you're going to be fishing out there because, you know, this is summertime type stuff. It could pop up. It can move out. Sometimes you can run away from those little tight storms out there. But uh, one thing you can't run away from is lightning. If you see that stuff out there, that's a no-no. you got to get in back in for sure. Yeah, absolutely, Don. You don't want to be out there. Uh, of course, we haven't seen any lightning in this stuff this morning. It's just, uh, it's just some rain, you know, but... Um, uh, you know, and and Don, let me know. I don't want to forget, but the um, you know the snapper season open, and boy, I mean, I tell you, them guys are putting it on them. You know, they're doing really well with the snappers. They're doing really well with the mangroves. So uh, you know, that, that's an option if you can get out there, uh, go do that. You know, you don't have to get real real far offshore. You know, 30, 40 feet of water. You know, past Breton Island. Um, you know, but but that 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 uh, that fisheries has been really really well. Treat them guys really well uh, last couple of days. 
You know, one of my favorite baits for snapper fishing would be either live cockahoes or live croakers. What's the outlook this year of getting some croakers? I know you've been having trouble with that over the last few years. Do you think you'll be getting some, and when might that be? I'll tell you, Don, um, you know, it, it's, been, it's been a hit and a miss with those things. Um, you know, they're really hard to keep alive. Uh, you know, I put them in the tanks, and uh, one day they'll live, and then the next day they're all dead. So, it, 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 you know, I don't believe that we have the, the right amount of salinity in the water here to keep these uh, croakers alive. I believe that's what the problem is. But, you know, nevertheless, uh, you know, if I catch them on the outside of the dam and bring them in in a boat, <clears throat> they'll live. If I catch them here at the house, you know, outside the marina here in the channel and bring them in, they die. <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah. i got to bring the water with me from out there, too, you see? So, uh, right. I, I don't know, Don. It, it's just been tough to keep those things alive. You know, sometimes we'll have them and sometimes we won't. You just got to ask. And talking about keeping stuff live, bait live and water, what do you suggest when somebody comes in and gets some of the live shrimp as far as what they have in their live well or in their live bucket? Well, i tell you, Don, if we're catching a bait right here and it missed to go right outside, uh, you know, Shell Beach here, um, you know, the, bo- the water in the bayou is just fine because that's what we're using. That's what we're, that's where we're pulling it from, you know. So, um, matter of fact, I got bait in the tanks that, you know, the ones that we dropped down in the water, and, they, and they've been living really well in there. So, but, but the croakers are a different story. They won't, they won't live in captivity in that, in that cage for some reason. I don't know why, but, you know, uh, I have, you got to be a, a, a fisherman. You have to be a biologist. You have to be a scientist, and, I, and I'm not. And I'm not the last two things. I'm just a fisherman. You know, what I, mean? so, <laughs> I can't figure it out yet. But I ho- hopefully, one day I will get it down back. I don't know. Yeah, well, you know how much fun it is to fish with those croakers. You know, later in the summer when when you can get them and you hook them up and you go out to those <laughs> rigs, you know, the shallow water rigs, and you drop them down there. You know, I've seen so many people, the mistake they make fishing croakers is as soon as they feel that little tap-tap, oh, they set the hook and trying to reel in it. you got to let that fish swallow that croaker. That's a big bait, and uh, you got to let it get it down in their mouth and let him swim around a little bit before you set that hook on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it, 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 it's, uh, they're a hoot to fish with, you know, and, um, and, and, they, do, and they do produce some bigger fish, that's, that's for sure. You know, but uh, like I said, they just, you know, like the, like I said, Don, earlier, those things are just a hit and miss to get. And, you know, um, but but ask them when you come. I may have them. I may not, you know. So right, you, you might be one of the lucky ones to get some. So. Well, look, while you're getting your uh, biology degree and your ichthyology training and you're looking for all these answers, try to figure out why we don't have any more big croakers. There's thousands, millions of little, you know, bait-sized croakers, but... It's hard to catch a croaker a pound or so anymore, and they used to be so plentiful. You know, Don, I remember as a kid, I seen croakers come into this place when I used to have the flares out there that was, you know, 16 inches, you know, 17 inches. Um, I, I saw, you know, they were high as two pounds, big big croakers. Um, I, I haven't seen a, cro- a bull croaker, a, a really good bull croaker in years, and I, I just don't know what happened to that fishery. I don't know. I think it's still the same Atlantic croaker. I just don't know what happened to it and why it's, you know, why, why they're not there anymore. I don't know. Can't, that's one of life's unsolved mysteries right there, buddy. <laughs> you got it. Robbie, if you would, give out your phone number in case somebody wants to call you, maybe do a little weather check for tomorrow or later this evening, and also check on any bait availability, too. You can call us at Eric 504 
239-6377, or you can call us at area code 504-239-5165. All right. All sounds good, Robbie. We'll catch up with you next week, my friend. All right, Don. Talk to you later, buddy. Bye-bye. Yes, sir. There he goes, Robbie Campo. All right, rain slacking up a little bit here, but we'll be back uh, with some more of the information. Also, I want to get to your text messages. If you got a, a question, a comment, just one of those uh, life's mysteries about fishing and hunting that Robbie's talking about, shoot me a text, 504-260-1870. We'll share it with our audience. We'll be right back after this, live from Mrs. Rose's bed and breakfast. It's called Crawfish Haven for a reason in Kaplan, Louisiana, and you'll listen to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, welcome back into our show today, live from Kaplan, Louisiana, where it's uh, it's raining now here. <laughs> Rain pretty hard during the night, and you're probably going to continue on and off throughout the weekend. Just one of those kind of weekends. We're here to do some crawfishing and frogging and fishing, and uh, so far the fishing was really good. Some of those big uh, uh, brim, that, those Georgia giants, they call them, stocked in, in Barry Toops's ponds, and, and some real uh, aggressive bass in there, and the kids and the girls had a great time catching the fish there. Well, today would be a great time catching those crawfish, but that's not catch and release. That's catch and eat. We'll be doing that a little bit later on. And if you stick with us, you're going to be hearing from the owner here, uh, Barry Toops, at Mrs. Rhodes' Bed and Breakfast to kind of tell us the story and what he offers here because it's open to the public. You can come here uh, if you can get an opening. He's booked pretty heavy these days, and he'll explain all that to you. All right, checking on my text message board, we're hearing from Justin. Justin is our Gentilly Refuge reporter, and he said uh, this week, a sunflower popped out from nowhere in his late friend John's yard, which is right next to him. Uh, he misses John, and he says he's telling him hello. You know, Justin, I, I believe in those kind of signs. There's a lot of things we don't understand about the afterlife, but certainly I, I think their communication uh, continues to go on from those uh, that we, we knew and loved. All right, uh, here's another one here. Uh, he also, because Justin, I know, is a musician, uh, he just read that Sammy Kershaw is here from Kaplan, and uh, he's getting some rain over in the Gentilly Refuge. Thanks for that report, Justin. Always appreciate hearing from you. Uh, here's one. Uh, hey, Don, the, the perch are on the beds in Bayou Liberty and Bayou Bonfica. Yeah, I would expect that. They're biting on crickets and worms. Same thing here. Sounds like exactly what we did yesterday afternoon. But he says you need to bring the umbrella. This is Big Mike from Bayou Liberty. And his papa always told him, the croakers follow the shrimp in. Well, the croaker remains a mystery. I wish somebody could tell me. You know, it takes a big croaker to make little croakers. And we've got millions of little croakers. But where are the big croakers? I can remember the days of going offshore fishing for snapper and other bottom feeders at the rigs. You would just fill ice boxes full of big bull croakers. Uh, you could catch croakers in Lake Pontchartrain, most all the coastal areas. Uh, you know, you'd catch them. They're kind of like a, a redfish, maybe a little smaller, and some really good eating. But where have all the croakers gone? Uh, I've heard a couple of theories. Uh, one, that the, the when we we actually, you know, the snapper and the, the, the offshore croakers compete for the same food. And the snapper is much more equipped and quicker to feed, and uh, the croakers don't get to, to feed in the, uh, in the offshore areas anymore, so they've kind of vanished and disappeared. Every once in a while... A big uh, keeper-sized croaker will show up at one of the rodeos. But for the most part, it's really a mystery. And it's a shame because it was a wonderful addition to, to the saltwater fish. All right, I want to run down uh, for those of you who are interested in uh, bank fishing. And I hear from a lot of you week to week. Uh, people don't own boats and they want to know where they can fish. Well, number one, 
If you want to catch saltwater fish, Grand Isle surf was on fire this week. We'll hear more of that from Darrell Carpenter, but there was a lot of trout in the surf. But if interested in freshwater fishing, the Department of Wildlife and Fishery has a, a tagged catfish derby, and it's going to be conducted at their get-out-and-fish ponds, and it opens up today and will run through next Friday, June 11th. And for anyone who catches and reports one of those tagged fish, uh, you get a free fishing pack. It's a prize from Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, and the instructions are on the website how to take a picture of it and claim your prize. But here are the ponds. Now, these are not fingerling catfish that's going to take months or a year to grow to be keeper size. These are ready-to-go catfish, and you can find them. I'm going to go through this pretty quick, so listen for your area. If you're in the Minden area, Turner's Pond. Uh, Grambling area, the Grambling City Park Pond. Up in Ruston, Elmore Mayfield Park. West Monroe, Caroli Park. Vidalia, William Polk City Park Pond. In Ragley, the Purple Heart Memorial Pond. Uh, In Jennings, not far from here, the I-10 Park. In Lafayette, Girard Park, very nice place by the university. Uh, Farbacher Field in Youngsville. If you're in the Homer area, you can go to the Bayou Country Sports Pack. In Hammond, Zamuri Park. Franklinton, Bogachita State Park. New Orleans, Joe Brown Park out in the east. Uh, In Natchitoches, Park Natchitoches. And finally in Pineville at Pearson Lake. That's at Forts Randolph and Bulow State Historic Site. All 15 of those areas have been stocked with channel catfish. Uh, easy to catch, worms on the bottom, uh, the stink baits work. You know, pretty much uh, you people catch them with bread balls. They're not very picky. And uh, you get to keep them. They're great eating. And if you catch one with a tag on it, you can qualify for a prize. That's all compliments of Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. Uh, another thing, I, I put this out last week and didn't get any response. Hopefully somebody can fill us in. I've got some people that want to know, What's going on at the Reggio boat launch? Uh, there are big piles of rocks. There's piles of dirt. Uh, they still have the honor box where you put your money in if you're going to use the little launch there. Nobody maintains it. Uh, there was a rope across it a while back, and they were thinking that might be for the high water. But it looks like maybe there's uh, some construction going on, maybe some new ownership. And if anybody has any details on that, text it to me, 504-260-1870. All right, we've been tracking some bills through the legislature. We're continuing to do that right on through the end, and uh, hopefully we'll make contact with David Cresson. Uh, he's been watching very closely the movement of uh, House Bill 535. That's the one known as the Pogi or Menhaden Boat Bill, and there were some amendments made this week and some changes, and it uh, looks like it may be headed for a final vote. We'll be back to talk all about that. Right after this time out, you're listening to us from Mrs. Rose Bed and Breakfast, Kaplan, Louisiana. Google it. You'll find it easy on the Internet. You can see everything they've got to offer. We're back right after this time out. All right, we're getting some text messages in and uh, at least one answer on the Reggio launch situation, and there's no name on this. It's text to 6114. Uh, maybe I'd like you to tell me where you're getting your source from on that. But he says that he heard that uh, there's some new owners that are closing the launch and they're going to install spots for camper rentals. So uh, that's, you know, and there's other launches both uh, in down the road and up the road from it. But that's pretty convenient for a lot of duck hunters and also some fishermen. So uh, if you can verify that, uh, 6114, text me back and let me know. Also got some more text. The number again is 504 
260-1870. I'm getting a report from one of our listeners, and this is very important. If you're headed down to Delacroix this morning, Delacroix Island, uh, somewhere on the Delacroix Highway, I'm not sure what mile marker it is, but there is a power line that is down across the road, and the road is closed. So uh, keep that in mind. There's no alternate route. There's only one road in and one road out until they get that power line cleared. And uh, thanks to whoever that was that called into the studio. And if you get an update on when it's reopened, please call us back. All right, 10 seconds from now, David Cresson joins us. We're going to talk to him about House Bill 535, find out how it's progressing through the legislature. That's the one uh, to install some buffer zones off our coast for the pogie industry. We'll be right back after that. But first, we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify themselves on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, if you've been listening to the show over the past several weeks, you know we've been tracking a couple of bills in the legislature, the ones that I feel are really important to uh, the sportsmen and sportswomen of the state of Louisiana. One of those is House Bill 535 by Representative Joseph Ogeron. And David Cresson of uh, CCA, he's the executive director, has been joining us and updating us that he monitors it day-to-day through the legislature. David, if you would briefly explain what the bill's purpose is and maybe track it back through its beginning and where it is currently. Sure. Well, good morning, Don. Thank you for having me. And uh, House Bill 535 by Joe Ogeron is a bill that would create a protective buffer zone across Louisiana's coast uh, of a half a mile coastwide with some special one-mile exceptions around Elmer's Island and Grand Terre and a three-mile exception around uh, around Grand Isle. So uh, it would create this protective buffer zone coastwide where pogie fishing, Menhaden harvest, would not be allowed inside of those lines. And uh, this was something we'd worked on for a long time with the industry to try to find uh, some compromise zones where where this this very industrialized style of fishing that we believe does damage to the surf zone, has negative impacts on wildlife and fish, uh, et cetera. So we worked on this for a long time. We were unable to find any kind of compromise uh, that, that worked for uh, for both sides. And so it went to legislation. And Representative Joe Ogeron, I got to tell you, Don, this guy has been an absolute champion for uh, for fishermen in this case for the and for the coast, for, for conservation. So uh, he filed this bill and it made it through the House of Representatives Natural Resources Committee, you know, pretty overwhelmingly through the House, overwhelming vote in the House, uh, about 70 to 30. I think it might have been 69 to 29 or something like that. But the vote was overwhelming in favor of his bill. Then it went to the Senate committee. And the problem is, Don, is when you you have a small committee like the Senate Natural Resources Committee is and your chairman – uh, who um, is not with you on this bill? Then, then it really is difficult to, uh, to you know, to, to for the bill to proceed. But fortunately, this bill did make it through the Senate Natural Resources Committee. But unfortunately, it was amended. And it was amended to where the buffer zone is now a quarter miles across the entire coast, and those exclusion, those extra zones around Grand Isle and Grand Terre, et cetera, did remain in place. Uh, honestly, Don, a quarter mile uh, does not 
help us achieve any of our conservation uh, goals when it comes to what this is supposed to achieve. A quarter mile, you know as well as I do, everybody knows that a quarter mile off of Louisiana's coast is five or six feet deep in most cases. These boats that they use to uh, to participate in this fishery draft 10 or 12 or even 13, 14 feet of water when they're full of their harvest. These are big boats, Don, 160, 180 feet long. Their nets are 1,500 feet long. Uh, they're really designed to fish in at least 20 or 30 feet of water with the size of this equipment. So you can imagine why fishing in five feet, six feet, eight feet of water would be uh, would be a concern. Uh, we all know that our speckled trout, redfish, flounder, birds, dolphins, you name it, shrimp, crabs, they all live a significant portion of their life in that surf zone. They're born there. They feed there. Um, they reproduce there, et cetera. And so uh, we, we felt like uh, uh, th this bill was a good idea in the first place, but at a quarter mile, we're just not sure that it accomplishes what, uh, you know, what we hope it will. So it w it'll go to the Senate at a quarter mile, and, um, and we'll have to see what happens over there. Um, but uh, but right this minute we're we're concerned that a quarter mile doesn't doesn't quite do what we hope it would do. All right, David, very good. We're going to take a break and come back. When we do, I want you to talk about. I think there was another amendment added about the bycatch. What happens to mm -hmm. the bycatch? And I've got some questions about that as this bill proceeds forward in the in the Senate. We'll be right back. We're talking with the executive director of Louisiana Coastal Conservation Association, and also got some early reports from their star tournament. Oh boy, one of those tagged redfish was caught, and if the uh, fisherman that caught it uh, passes okay with the uh, the test and polygraph he will be the owner of a brand new beautiful chevy pickup truck we're back right after this we're in kaplan louisiana mrs rose bed and breakfast crawfish haven we'll tell you more about that too stay with us you're listening to the outdoors with don dubuque radio network And if you're just joining us, uh, you're listening to us broadcast from Mrs. Rose Bed and Breakfast in Kaplan, Louisiana. It's also the home of Crawfish Haven, which we will be enjoying some crawfish catching and also some crawfish boiling. Also got a little fishing trip planned for tonight, and Mr. Barry tells me this rain is good for the frogs. Get some coming out. We're talking with David Cresson, Executive Director of Louisiana Coastal Conservation Association. Uh, with regard to House Bill 535, one of the bills in the legislature, it has been, um, been amended from a half-mile buffer zone to one quarter. Uh, there was also some language added into it about the bycatch, and that has been a, a real source of contention. Fishermen go out around these pogey boats, and they find floating dead redfish and all manners of different uh, sea creatures and seafood and fish and shrimp and crabs and uh, David, they added something to it to keep the bycatch. Tell me how that discussion went, and what is this going to mean? I think it could mean something very good. If this bycatch is kept on board and, and it's uh, recorded, then maybe we'll have an accurate, more accurate catch of what the bycatch is, because that's been a point of contention between the two sides. Some say that it's insignificant, and others says, no, it's not. It's very significant. Explain the, the keeping bycatch amendment. Yeah, well, certainly their bycatch is very significant. It's the, the way that they track it is uh, is antiquated. It's not very effective or efficient. Of course, they're able to keep their bycatch numbers confidential through competition uh, regulation. Uh, when it you know, um, as far as as far as what their bycatch numbers are, so there's all kind of problems with the bycatch. The amendment was intended 
to create sort of a, an ability for the state to monitor bycatch and also intended to, uh, you, know, you know, to be able to count it better the way you, you just described. But unfortunately, what it really does is it, it, it allows them to keep everything, uh, you know, to keep the uh, bycatch on the boat if they choose to. And, and in my opinion, what it really does is it allows the industry to sort of, uh, to, to sort of hide themselves from what you just mentioned. Of course, it's not good when people see floating dead redfish, you know, and exposes what these, uh, you know, how these fisheries work. By allowing them to keep these dead redfish and other fish on the boat, it sort of, it sort of hides their liability to the general public. So we certainly don't think that that amendment um, ends up being what they intended to be, and we don't like that amendment either. So the bill, uh, you know, government is a funny thing, Don, and sometimes you have to give a little to, to get a little. Uh, and in some cases, you have to work with a chairman to get get a bill through his committee in the hopes that, uh, you know, that the, the full Senate can can work on the bill to get it to where it works. And that's really what's going on here. Uh, so this bill in its current state and its amended state certainly does not have the effect that that we as a conservation community would like for it to have, but it is alive and that's important. And uh, Representative Ogeron and the rest of, and several senators know how important it is that this, that this bill be as close to its original form as possible. Or, quite frankly, then we then we just live to fight another day. Uh, that's a real possibility here. Is that is that um, you know that the Senate's coming to an end this week? The full legislature is, and if uh, you know if the political maneuvering causes this to have to go on for another year or two years, then that's something we're very prepared to do. Uh, and so is the rest of the, the conservation community. So uh, we, we hope that the Senate will find a way to, you know, get this bill back as close to its original form as possible. And if so, uh, enact it appropriately. Uh, if it uh, if it remains the way it is right this minute, then I can be uh, honestly, it uh, it doesn't it doesn't achieve the conservation uh, goals that we, we originally hoped. All right, so if I'm hearing you correctly, someone that is interested in the success of this bill should contact their legislator and ask them to m- maybe offer another amendment and get it back out to the half mile? Yeah, I think so. So you could reach out to your senator. Uh, you can go to ccalouisiana.com. We give you a place right at the top of our page where you can reach out to your senator. Certainly tell your senator that a half mile is the minimum uh, requirement for, you know, for this to have any real conservation uh, qualities at all. A uh, quarter mile, uh, you know, I guess I can understand how some people think that, but a quarter mile really, I believe, that does more damage than good because it codifies in law that these boats can be in five or six feet of water, and that certainly is not the intention. So if you're going to reach out to your senator, tell them that, half mile is where this bill at minimum needs to be uh and uh and we'll see how the how the senate deals with this over the next uh the next five days or so while while the legislature wraps up so uh it still has a heartbeat we're still hopeful that uh that we can uh achieve the goals that that are intended here which is good conservation protection of our coast um and uh and what's best for our overall fisheries and wildlife that live there 
Thanks so much for being with us, David, and tracking this. Uh, I guess our report will get you back on next week for the final disposition of this bill because the legislature will have ended by that time and let people know how it all turned out. You got it, Don. Thank you for having me this morning. Quite welcome, David, and thanks again. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. All right, David Cresson, Executive Director of Louisiana Coastal Conservation Association. All right, besides working the legislature, they have one heck of a tournament. It's the biggest, richest, longest tournament in the state's uh, history, and it's going to go on again this year. We've already got some winners, and I've got some updates on what's been uh, put on the leaderboard to this point. I'll run down those a little bit later, but right after this time out, we're going to get a Grand Isle area report, and i got a feeling it's going to be very good, at least up until this point. Now, the weather this weekend may have some impact. We'll find out from Darrell right after this. All right, live from Kaplan, Louisiana, where you're hearing raindrops falling. Maybe we can get Doug Christian to do a little raindrops falling on your head coming out of the top of the hour break. Cherie, uh, daughter number one, joins me now when she's not uh, chasing horses and goats and uh, bird dogs between Texas and Kansas. I can get her to come on the radio every once in a while. Well, we got some nice rain down here this morning, huh? You slept through it? Oh, man, the rain is amazing. So far, Mr. Barry cooked us that dinner last night. It's been excellent. And we're going to talk more about that. Caught some nice fish yesterday, and hopefully these raindrops will hold off a little bit. We can get out there and catch some crawfish and pick up some bullfrogs tonight. Let's bring in Daryl Carpenter, RealScreamers.com, one of our field reporters, uh, checking on Grand Isle. Daryl, I know the fishing's been good. I got some video and pictures of people catching trout in the surf, but uh, what's this weekend weather going to do to the picture? Well, Don, you know, if this weather had to come, I guess it came in one of the better spots or one of the better times because – it's also, you know, to, well, yesterday and today are our dead tide days. So that kind of that kind of already had things, you know, getting a little bit sketchy on us. There were still really good fish caught, but it was it was whether or not you were the lucky one, so to speak. You had to find that school of fish, that pocket of fish, and a lot of times the bite was sporadic. It would last, you know, you'd get a bite for a little while, and then it would kind of die down, and you'd have to move and try to find another bite. So, you know, if if, if we've got to rain out, then this is a good time to rain out. Uh, ahead of it, though, the wind kind of switched out of the southwest and started blowing in some really good clean water. The problem we've been having all week long was was stalling your trips. Uh, in the morning time, er, that early morning at 5.30 to 9 o'clock, the beach was filthy nasty in most places. I mean, just dirty water. And it was remarkable. You could You could go and park you know, pick your spot. If you had you a spot, you could park on that spot. You could watch the water in a live well. And the, when it started cleaning up, the change was so drastic. You could actually watch the water change in the live well. Um, so the, it's been a later bite all week because of the dirty, the dirty stuff on the beach. I don't think the rain itself is going to do anything. I mean, other than keep us inside, um, you know, it just depends on how long it lasts. I think now they're saying it's probably going to be here through Monday. Uh, Lord knows we've lost enough trips this year to weather. We don't need any more. But as far as the freshwater part of it is concerned, you know, the rainfall, and it's not going to do anything to us. We uh, we just got to wait for the skies to clear up a little bit and the, and the wind to die down that comes with these storms. But, man, I can tell you it's been like just like the last time we talked last week, it's been a fun week. We've caught fish on everything from top water to, to just free-lining plastics and it's when you find that school of trout, man. It's it's just been outstanding. You know, Daryl, popular bait down in Grand Isle is the uh, the croaker. 
And we were talking with Robbie earlier. It's very difficult to, to get croakers down in his part of the area and keep them alive because of the water. But that's a real popular bait in Grand Isle. Are croakers available yet, or when do you normally they'll start showing up at the baits and dealerships? Oh, no, no. Croakers are available. Croakers have been available for a while down here. Now, now a lot of times you know, they've been kind of small, but now they're starting to grow up. You know, they're those two-inch long, two-and-a-half-inch long croakers, so they're, they're a little bit hardier. Uh, you know, the secret to them is just handle them as little as possible. Uh, you know, you, those fish are damaged. When they're, when they're caught in a trial, they're damaged. A lot of the slime's washed off of them, so they're kind of vulnerable. You know, you want to, if possible, if you've got two live wells in your boat, keep your croaker in a second live well, you know, in, in a separate live well, and just don't go in there unless you've got to. When you when it's time to start using them, scoop you one and get out. Don't don't sit there and wash the net all around the the, the live well because all you're doing is helping to wash more of that slime off of them, which then makes them vulnerable and and they they start dying off on you. But no, they've been available for a long time. That's a great tip, Daryl. Thanks for the report. Uh, people want to get a hold of you and find out about availability for a summertime fishing trip in the Grand Isle area. Uh, there's several ways they can get you. Realscreamers.com is your website. Uh, we also have you on my site at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. Uh, give them the telephone numbers if someone wants to call for information. Yeah, Don, if those don't work for me, I always pick up the phone, 225-937-6288. All right, Daryl, thanks for the report as always. We'll catch up with you next week. Y'all enjoy those fog lakes. <laughs> we will do that. All right, boy, you can hear the rain, huh? Listen to the rain, yeah, Sharia. Like it yeah, <laughs> it's coming down pretty hard. But hopefully it'll get a little slack and we'll get out there and catch some fish. And we're going to talk to Barry Toops when we come back. And we're going to maybe sneak out that recipe. He's not shy about giving his recipe. He's got the cookbook and all printed. Yeah, we checked out the cookbook last night. Had a great history lesson about the place and how the business got started. Um, I've been telling friends back in Texas that we were headed to a you catch them, we cook them kind of <laughs> outfit here, and so far it's been absolutely amazing. All right, more about that when we come back on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Yeah, we got a little bit of rain. I say we got a lot of rain here at Mrs. Rose's Bed and Breakfast in Kaplan, Louisiana. Joining us, uh, you've heard her before, Cherie. My uh, number one daughter. Also, we got the other two daughters here, but they are not up out of the bed moving yet. And also my 10-year-old granddaughter, Isabel, who, by the way, caught the biggest fish yesterday, Cherie. Yeah, actually, I think she caught the most fish in addition to the biggest fish. Maybe she should be doing this show. (laughs) Well, she has before, as a matter of fact. She's co-hosted before. Yes, she has. Uh, Cherie, uh, the guy sitting next to you, Barry Toops, this is your first time to Mrs. Rose Bed and Breakfast, Crawfish Haven. What is your initial reaction when you came down here? You know, I was interested when the idea came up because as a kid we'd catch some crawfish. But I think as you drive into Mr. Barry's place, the scenery is beautiful. This is as Louisiana as it gets here. I spoke to Mr. Barry on the phone. There's no doubt in his accent that he's a native. (laughs) Stands out, you know, for being a Texan. And you pull up in the drive and the house is, again, it represents everything that we think of as Louisiana when we got here. Absolutely. Barry, when somebody comes here, typical stay, when they come here, tell them what, what the weekend is like when you get some customers. You get them from all over the world. Yes, sir. If, if, if it's crawfish season, we actually take them out in the boat crawfish, and you get to catch your own crawfish. You get to take the big ones, put them in the sack, the little ones, throw them back in, and, and you get to pick up the traps. 
and then we come back here and we ball a crawfish for you. So basically, you're charging people to be your hired help, huh? Exactly. Oh, you got it going on. I tell people all the time, you know, you're paying me to do my work. Barry, one of the the benefits, I guess, the side benefits of coming here to stay in the lodge and also catch the crawfish is the food. You do a a fantastic job. Where would you get your cooking skills in Cajun cooking? From the old guys at the hunting camp. I, years ago when I was a kid, I, we'd go hunting, and, and I'd go sit down and watch those old, old guys cook, and that's where I learned how to cook. How many people can you put up here for a weekend? If, like my family, a whole family is if here. It's a, if it's the same family, we have a bunk room that actually sleeps nine people, so we can put up to 13 people. But we have three separate rooms. It's a king-size bed, a queen-size bed, and a bunk room. And, of course, all the comforts of home. They can cook if they like. You provide exactly. You provide some of the meals, right? Yes, sir. We, we cook breakfast every morning for everybody. And uh, if you want to cook your own meal, you can cook your own meal. Or if you stay two nights, you actually get a free Cajun meal. Sheree, I'm going to put you on the spot for a second. From 1 to 10, how do you rate Mr. Barry's etouffee? I think that's his signature dish. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with about a 10.5. Woo! Woo! I have to tell you... <laughs> I had three helpings. I shouldn't admit that on the radio, but I did. Now, I paced myself, and I think there were quite a few of us in the group who went back at least more than once, some of us even maybe more than twice. And we had some fried alligator, some fried sockelet, and some fried speckled trout, too. Yeah, I know. Blake hung out while Mr. Barry was frying and had some helpings uh-huh. of alligator uh-huh. and fish while the action was actually happening. We, wonder, we were wondering where he's at, but he was near the food. What's for breakfast, Barry? This morning is going to be crawfish omelet and boudin egg rolls Ooh. with pineapple and biscuits with homemade jelly. Oh, you won Janice's heart. She's giving the thumbs up over here. A great uh, place, a wonderful place to stay. You are a real ambassador of Louisiana's Cajun hospitality and cuisine, Barry, no doubt about it. And there's a lot more we could talk about. Maybe we'll get you to come back on a little bit later on the show. But if you would, for people that want to check you out, give them the website, the telephone number, finding out about it, booking some accommodations here. My website is crawfishhaven.net. My phone number is 337-652-8870. Or if you forget all that, just Google Crawfish Excursion. I'm the first one that pops up in the whole world. How far in advance should they book? Well, I tell you what, the uh, year 2022, we got several bookings already. They better start looking at it now. Especially with these travel restrictions relaxed now. Yes, sir. It's, it's a one of a kind. Well, you know, maybe we'll talk about your future endeavor. We don't want to let that out yet. That's kind of a secret. But down the road, we'll cover that. Thanks for making it so hospitable here, Barry. We're Thank really you, enjoying this, and hopefully we'll get you back real soon. Don, thank you for everything you've done for me over the years, and it's great, great, great to have quite you. quite welcome. It's been fun working with you, for sure, and we continue to do that. By the way, Bayou Wild TV, if you go back to our past episodes, we've got several. Look the one that says Still No Prince, Miss Louisiana Catching and Kissing Frogs. We've got another Miss Louisiana that went on a crawfish excursion. Uh, there's several of them here. You can get a real feel for it. That's BayouWildTV.com, and look under the past shows and find those. All right, we come back right after this. We're going to have Captain Mike Gallo join us. He was born on the bayou, so that's why he talks about fishing in his neck of the woods. Back to do it right after this. Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network, live in Capland, Louisiana, home of Doug Kershaw.
Well, Cherie, looks like the rain's slacking up a little bit, but I don't think it's done by any means here. And I want to thank Doug for doing that little raindrop falling on my head. That kind of motivated me not to, to put up with this stuff, huh? Well, that's what I'm thinking. If the frogs and the crawfish and the fish and all can handle it, then we'll be ready to go. Yeah, they can handle they got to deal with it. they got no choice. All right, let's talk about who's bringing us this report from Captain Mike Gallo. The Born on the Bayou Report with Mike Gallo is sponsored by CETO for $179 per year. Membership gets you unlimited fuel drops, 24-7 tow-ins, jump starts for electrical problems, whatever it takes to get you back safely. CETO is like AAA on the water. Peace of mind for you and your loved ones is just a call away to Captain Chris, 504-301-4545, or click CETO.com. Now, you've got a testimonial story about CETO. I actually do. I did this reading for you one other time about CETO told a friend of ours that she should purchase it for her husband for a Christmas present, and that was probably more than five years ago. And I have to tell you, it's been a lifesaver for him on a number of occasions because, of course, he's using one of Blake's old boats. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was very sweet. Of course, you know, a lot of wives would not buy that especially the ones that have a big insurance policy on their husband, they're not likely to purchase that. <laughs> you did good, Ruby, and also proves your love for your husband, Ray. Great story. All right, let's bring in Captain Mike Gallo. Mike, what's it looking like weather-wise over there? You guys going to get out and fish today? Well, I'll tell you, Don, I'm standing on the back deck at the lodge. It's a light drizzle. It's dark towards Shell Beach, and it's lighter in color towards, I would say, Metairie. Um, so maybe it'll clear up and we'll get a chance to get out. But right now we're just we're cooking bacon and eggs in the lodge. So we're not going anywhere for a couple hours. Yeah, I got you. And we're not going to be headed out for a couple hours, too. We'll let this rain get through here. And, uh, you know, we've got a long weekend. There'll be some spots to be able to get in and out of there. So how was your week of fishing this week? Man, I got some really good reports from a lot of areas. It has been a good week. Uh, you know, it was one of those weeks where you could pick your poison or pick your pleasure because you could go into the marsh and catch good number redfish. The marinas all have live shrimp, so you could fish the platforms in Lake Bourne, and there's been decent numbers of speckled trout caught out there. So you really could choose what you'd like to do and go get it done. And, Mike, what are you fishing with? I've been fishing a variety of things as far as speckled trout. We caught some with plastic, but mostly the drop shot with live shrimp has been the biggest producer. Uh, As we talked about last week, if you did get a bunch of undesirables eating your bait, eating the legs off your bait, we would switch to the slip cork and set it at about seven feet, and that would sort of weed out some of the undesirable fish, and you'd have a more clean catch. In other words, what you caught would be speckled trout. As far as redfish, the the spoons have been good, and the worms have been good. Earlier in the week, we had really big tides. The spinnerbait and the chatterbait was working for us really well. And as always, shrimp under a cork. I had a young man and his son fishing on Tuesday, and under a cork was certainly pretty deadly on them. Yeah, Mike, uh, you know, I was announcing earlier about the CCA Star Tournament. A gentleman went out first day of the tournament out of Venice. He caught a redfish with a tag in it. He panicked. He he couldn't remember. He was looking all over his wallet for his tag, and he finally found where he had registered. So it looks like 
He's a winner, and there's 99 more of them swimming out there offering big prizes. Uh, do your customers uh, often get the, the star uh, tickets when they go out and fish with you? Because I think there's some incentive for you captains. You can't compete, you know, which is only fair because you guys are out in the water an awful lot, but your customers certainly can. Is that something your customers make sure they have before they come out there with you? It seems it's maybe 60-40. Maybe 60% don't and 40% do. I think more of the locals, more of my local clientele that know about the tournament do participate. And, you know, often it's a, it's a, a topic of conversation while we're out on the water. And people will later, you know, get it because it, there's a lot of good implications to where that money goes when they do purchase a star ticket. Um, you know, such as David Cresson, who keeps us up to date on some of the legislation for the pogey boats and other issues that are important to the sportsmen. Yeah, they have some really good, uh, uh, those uh, fundraisers, the banquets are starting to come back again. You know, chapter by chapter, I've got a whole long list of them. Uh, Bell Chase is going to be this week. Is also the one in the River Parishes. So looking forward to that, and you can purchase a star ticket if you go to any of those. Mike, uh, any other tips you want to leave folks with as far as tides and, and clear water spots that might pop up this weekend? Well, we do have relatively small tides today. We don't have much wind pushing water, and I would think the LNN Bridge is going to be an option when the rain clears. It's not a far run from the marina. Marina's going to have live bait. So if you do get a chance to get out, that would be a stop that I would certainly go try. And I have my group from Texas here, and as you know, they love redfish. So if we get a chance to get out, we'll probably hit that western shoreline of Lake Bourne since it's a fairly close run for us. And we can monitor the radar, and if we have to run back and dodge rain, that'll be our prop. That'll be our pattern for today. Got it. Mike, we've been talking about these travel restrictions being lifted now. Somebody from out of town wants to come in, get in some good trout, a little redfish trip to Biloxi Marsh. Tell them all the ways they can find you. Well, we've got several captains, so we'd love to handle any group that would like to come and visit with us and, you know, see some of Sportsman's Paradise. But you can find me on DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. My website is AAOfLA.com. We're on social media under Angling Adventures. Captain Mike Gallo, we're not trying to hide. You can, call <laughs> no. me on the old, you can call me on the old landline, which is 985-781-7811. Yep, you certainly got some high visibility. Mike, thanks for the reports as always. Good luck on the trip, and we'll catch up with you next time. Thank you, Don. We'll see you next time. All right. Captain Mike Gallo, born in the bayou. Sheree, I see we got a request. Uh, for Sammy Kershaw to sing Queen of My Double Wide Trailer. You being a Texas country, are you familiar with that song? Absolutely, I absolutely. I figured you might be. Well, maybe Doug can find it. We'll hear a little cut of that. Uh, we even do fit with song requests here. Uh, Sammy Kershaw's Queen of My Double Wide Trailer. Maybe we'll have it. Maybe we won't. We come back after this. One thing we will have, Captain Eric Mohabarak. He's got a paddler's report coming your way. Live from Kaplan, Louisiana, Ms. Rose Bed and Breakfast, also known as Crawfish Haven, where the raindrops keep falling. We're back right after this. Sure, you ever uh, fish or paddle out of a kayak? 
No, actually, I hadn't done that, but I hear Martha talk about it all the time. It's a lot of fun. There's a sunset paddle over on Bayou Lacombe. Janice has been on it with us before, and, boy, it's a whole lot of fun. We'll have to go do that one day. Well, we went out there near Bayou Lacombe where uh-huh. um, they were renting the paddle boats and all that kind of stuff and doing the sunset trip. We just never made it. Yep. Well, the guy that goes out, and do, in fact, I got an overnight beach kayak trip coming up uh week after next or maybe next week got to check my calendar but this guy captain eric mahabarak louisiana kayak company that's what he does he takes people out fishing in kayaks he provides the kayaks and uh lets people experience that and if they decide they like it then they get their own kayak and hopefully he says they get it from massey's because they're the sponsor of this feature and uh, eric if you would tell us what's going on over at massey's Hi, uh, morning, Don. How y'all doing this morning? Uh, they, 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 we're playing on the demo day, but you know how the weather is. And they just pushed it back to next week, and uh, so, so it should, it's from ten to two. It'll be next weekend instead of this week, this Saturday. It's uh, right there by the Deutsches House on Bayou St. John. Um, but other than that, they got their all their new shipment of Hobies in, and they flying out the door fast. So if you want one, you better get over there and get one. They also got the new boat that, that Hobie came out with, the Lynx, which is a pretty nice boat. Uh, if, if you're not familiar with it, look online or, or get over there by Massey's and check it out. Uh, they also got some uh, the, the new line of clothing in by Sims, and, and they're carrying the Astral uh, uh, personal flotation devices. So they got a bunch going on over there. They always try to stay up with the uh, top-of-the-line products, you know. Yeah, I understand that Lynx is very light, so 40-something pounds all the ways. Yeah, 45, 45 pounds, you know, uh, real easy for a, a lady to uh, put on, on, on the car top or something like that. It's not, it's not a hardball boat to handle. Well, give me some of the highlights of where fish have been caught from paddlecraft this week. Well, of course, everybody knows, you know, the general area, Grand Isle, the beaches, they've been tearing it up down there. Uh, so so that's that's a good spot you can start off at. Uh, myself, I've been hitting the, the, the marsh ponds and doing very well down Highway 23. Uh, pretty interesting. Uh, I like doing this, too, is throwing a little crankbait called a baby minus. Um, you know, you only, you only really – it's a weight bait. You reel it right under the surface, man, and reds come up, and they just eat it and maul it, you know. So I've uh, been catching some decent fish, 27, you know, 24, 27-inch fish. Uh you know, nice, nice, solid fish, though, nice and fat. But uh, other than that, uh, Mississippi has been on fire. Uh, Gulfport, especially, that area around there, um, they've been uh, beating on the flounder and the trout over there really, really good. Now, the uh, the, the baits they seem to be hitting over there mainly is the uh, Berkeley Gulf shrimp. Uh, you know, either on a tight line or under a cork, of course, tight line, and you catch more flounder uh, that way. You know, you're still picking up on the trout. Uh, under the cork, you know, trout, too, uh, popping it and uh, doing really well. Now, um, you need a Mississippi state license. And didn't you say, Don, this is their free weekend? Yeah, but Mississippi, unlike Louisiana, does not grant that to non-residents. So if you live in Mississippi, uh, you don't need And you also get the same break on the 4th of July. Here in Louisiana, everybody fishes for free on the free fishing days. But Mississippi, uh, they're not giving up their non-resident fees. So you're right. they got to get that non-resident license if they're headed over that way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, for sure. And, and their rules are a little bit different, too. You know, they got a 12-inch uh, flounder rule. Uh, you're allowed to keep 10 just like here. Um, the redfish are 18 um, to 30 inches. You're allowed to keep three fish, and then uh, in I believe it's correct, 15 inches on the speckled trout, and you're allowed right. to have 15 uh, fish. 
So um, that's something to keep in mind if y'all get over there. But it's worth it going over there, man. It's a nice area to fish. Yeah, miles and miles of beach. All right, now, Brendan Bayard, our our other reporter, what is he doing? He's over at Sam Rabin doing something over there. Yeah, he's making his little donation over to the Hobie Baster. (laughs) (laughs) A donation. They got a few other guys. Yeah, a little donation. Well, hey, look, I hope he wins, man. It's it's awesome, (laughs) you know. Uh, But he's going to give you a full report on that. They got a few other guys from the club over there with him cutting it up. Uh, If nothing else, you know, they'll have a good time. I know that. Um, but, you know, they they getting pounded on right now with the rain over there also. So, you know what, that may give the Louisiana boys a chance, cause, uh, a better chance than, than others because, uh, you know, we're used to fishing and sloppy stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not that we fish in rain all the time, but our water clarity is different and everything like that. You know, one of our regular listeners is a guy, we call him the Lafayette Yakker. Y'all call him that, too. He's got a very unique uh, method for catching red snapper. Explain how he does that. Oh, well, you know, the, the Lafayette guy could call me up and he would said that you ain't got to go to the coast no more. He done took care of all of the red snapper out of Mississippi. I said, all right, so what's going on with that? He called him a limited red snapper. But he, I don't know. I, th- I just don't know how he does it with a scotch in one hand and a thick of boot in the other and reels are real. And I, I ain't figured <laughs> out that trick out yet, you know? Well, maybe he doesn't have uh, a pedal craft and he uses his feet somehow. Who knows? Yeah, you might have them raccoon feet, too. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right, yeah. you and uh, King Brody, your son, are y'all going yeah. down to the Venice area. What are you going to be doing down there? Uh, I think I'm going to try and uh, we're gonna go check in at the weigh-in at the uh, Cajun Cannon Tournament, you know, and check out the big boats and all of that. He's really never experienced an actual offshore tournament like that, you know, with those big, beautiful yachts and everything. And, you know, things will be bumping pretty good down there. So I thought it might take him for a ride, you know, because we're not fishing today. And uh, and, and just go check it out and see what's going on. Going to give him a taste of it. Maybe run into Martha, see what she's up to, and uh, hang, her, hang around, you know. Well, i got to tell you, so Martha's been having a lot of success down there. She's turned a lot of heads getting she, into that captain industry down there, believe me. She, she has been doing an excellent job. She's definitely been putting a pounding on the fish, definitely. And she's a, you know, she's a she, real competitor, too. She is. She's not going to give up. <laughs> so yeah. we know that, you know. That's right. No matter what you're doing, she wants to catch the most frogs, the biggest frogs, crawfish, whatever she's doing, deer. Yep. And, uh, yep. and we love her at Bayou Wild TV. Well, listen, thanks yeah. for the report. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, we're talking about going out with guides, and if somebody doesn't own a kayak but they want to give it a hand, you provide everything they need. Tell them how to get you. Yeah, Don, you know, um, you know, y'all talk about the tours. I was doing the birding tours and stuff like that, too, if anybody's interested. But the easiest way is uh, Facebook, Messenger, uh, you know, just the Louisiana Kayak Company or Instagram. Uh, but really, just call me, 504-313-8292. All right, sounds good, Cap Merrick. You have fun down there in Venice. And if you're running to Martha, uh, tell her hello and tell her I need a loan. I will, I will. Hey, Don, is that place where y'all staying at uh, pet friendly? Uh, pet friendly? Yeah, bring the dogs. Uh, it depends on the dog. You'd have to talk to Barry, and maybe yeah. you can work something out with him. All right, cool, cool. It sounds like a great time over there. I definitely want to oh, it's a wonderful place. them over there. Yeah, yep. check it out. It's right, well, yeah. You can do a Cajun excursion, and he'll come right up. Or crawfish haven. Crawfish ex- right, cool, That's right, cool. crawfish excursion. All right, thanks a lot, uh, Captain Merrick. Y'all have a good one. All right, bye-bye. Yes, sir.
All right, we come back after this. Oh, yeah, it's time. we got to do this. We never run. I was trying to calculate, Cherie, how many bad boys of the outdoor stories I've done. It's somewhere around 1,500 reports I've done over my career. Well, you'd think after about 30, people would learn. <laughs> oh, no, no, they'll never learn. We've always got more than I can put on the air. And we've got, for the third week in a row, another guy uh, wanted to be a charter captain, but he didn't do the right things, and he was cited. We'll tell you his story right after this timeout. All right, yeah, we got a little rain. You can hear it. Shreya, that uh, song, uh, Queen of My Double Wide Trail, is that the one you remember from Sam? That's Trey? the one. Yeah, Doug, he's good at getting those songs. If he could only catch fish like he finds music, man, we, we'd really use him. We got some text messages to share with the audience. Tell them what we got. Yeah, so good morning, Don. Your voice sounds great and back to normal this morning. Well, thank morning. you. Have a great weekend with your girls. I hope the rain lets up. And he says, crawfish omelet and boudin egg rolls for breakfast. Man, y'all are killing me this morning here in Mobile. So that's Mr. David Hubble from over there. nothing like that in Mobile. No, sir. (laughs) (laughs) We heard in from the Lafayette Yacker this morning. So you guys were talking about him. Morning, Don. Hope you had a good breakfast in Kaplan, which we're working on. Limited out on Snapper and Biloxi on opening day on a charter. Stay dry if you can during your visit. Uh, I don't think we can. Yeah, I don't think we're going to stay dry, but heck, that's okay. Hey, crawfish get wet, frogs get wet, we get wet too. Absolutely, absolutely. Another message from 092. Hey, Don, I used to catch a lot of uh, progress. Uh, he meant croakers is what croakers. he meant. Yeah. Okay, around Sippermore Point a couple of years ago, I got some bull croakers at Furman Lake. How do they change this autocorrect change croakers to progress? I, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> they need I, to work on their, their translations. <laughs> All right, we come back after this quick 10-second pause. Going to tell you our bad boy, the outdoor story for the week. But first, we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Agents Lieutenant Adam Young, Sergeant Villery Reggio, and Corporal Blaine Wagner were on a joint enforcement patrol with NOAA when they stopped Chandler Cataldi with Champion Charters in Red Pass below Venice down in Plaquemines Parish for a simple license and creel check. When the agents boarded the boat, they learned that Cataldi was on a charter with six paying customers without a current Coast Guard captain's license charter guide license, and proof of insurance. Additionally, Cataldi was in possession of two yellowfin tuna without the required migratory species permit for charter boats and Louisiana's free recreational offshore landing permit. He was cited for failing to comply with the charter guide regulations, violating tuna regulations, and failing to have a free recreational offshore landing permit. If convicted of those charges, along with $1,675 worth of civil restitution for the replacement value of 245 pounds worth of tuna that was donated to a lucky charity, that could bring a total maximum penalty of $3,975 and up to 120 days in jail for 33-year-old Chandler Cataldi of Alexandria, Louisiana, a man who came a long way to be a bad boy of the outdoors. All right, right after this timeout, we're coming back with Captain Ryan Lambert. Find out if it's raining as hard in Plaquemines Parish as it is here in Kaplan, Louisiana, at Mrs. Rose's Bed and Breakfast, also known as Crawfish Haven. We're right back after this.
And the Plastic Man helps us keep tabs on what's happening fishing and duck hunting-wise down in Plaquemines Parish. He's with us this morning. Uh, Ryan, are you getting the kind of rain we're getting over here in Kaplan? No, it's not raining here. Well, it started drizzling again. Uh, we, we're, in a, we're in this big old hole. It doesn't rain in Buras. Well, it's like Southern California. It never rains there, right? Like Tiger Stadium, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. All right, so uh, what's been the, the pattern this week? Where the boys been fishing and what they're catching? Well, they've been fishing east mostly, you know, fishing their reds like they've been doing. But they're, they're awesome trout. They went a couple of times on the west and caught trout. Uh, we got trout along the beach. We got trout a little bit to the to the west this way. But uh, on the east side, they haven't moved into our little grid. But, but further out by the rigs and the islands, there's, there's trout. And down in Venice, there's some trout. But most people are catching some nice ones on the rigs. So, uh, yeah, if it's calm, you know, you can head that way and catch them. Some nice trout were caught yesterday. I saw some fives and a, and a six. So, you know, that's a good thing. Try to get a little Absolutely. better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so, well, what advice yeah, we, would you have for somebody headed out this weekend? This weekend, yeah, fresh wash the house maybe. Uh, <laughs> when, you know, talk to your wife and see what kind of honeydew she wants to do, and wait for next weekend because you know <laughs> even if you come, you, you, you're taking a chance on these squalls getting you. Like right now, I'm in a big hole on the radar. And it's nice, and the boys are, are getting their boats ready, and so. But it's still coming up from the Gulf, so if the train's over you, then, you know, probably a grand hours training over them. And right here, it's, it's, not, it's not blue, but it's, it's gray, and there's a little drizzle in the pool. I'm sitting on the back deck right now, but uh, it's not very windy, so, you know, we're going to get a day out of it. Um, the boys are all getting ready because we didn't want to go out early because they had a lot of squall overs earlier, so. You know, you just wait it out and look. But, you know, it's not one of those days you want to go on a 20, 30-mile boat ride to go find some fish because if a squall hits you with lightning, then what are you going to do? So stay close. Yeah, there's no That's lightning suits. Know. There's no. They got rain suits, but no lightning suits that I'm aware of. No. And, and lightning melts rain suits. I've seen that, too. That's not good. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, listen, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready in about 20 minutes or so to get into some uh, crawfish omelet and boudin egg roll. What are you guys uh, dining on over there at the at the Cajun uh, Fishing Adventures Lodge? Well, we make our own boudin egg rolls. That was last night. That's appetizers. Today, we you know, it's biscuits and eggs and sausage and that kind of stuff here. You know, sometimes I'll do a boudin patty and I'll put it on top of biscuit with some white gravy. And that goes over Ooh. big with the eggs, you know. So... You know, but that, some yeah, people say it's too heavy in the morning. So, you know, you can't please everybody when you got 30 people a no. day, you know. But, you know, this has given me an idea. What about what about me, you, and Cherie? We form a, a group and we hold breakfast competitions. People call us and tell us, invite us over, and we go out and eat their breakfast that they fix for us, and we judge them and present awards. How does that sound? It's a tough job. It sounds real good if I'm, like, now that I'm invited. <laughs> it sounds real good. Yeah, maybe we'll do that next so, week. We'll have uh, people text us their favorite uh, breakfast before fishing or hunting trip, you know? Yeah, because I, I, I got the girls doing, you know, we'll do shrimp omelets and we do this sausage bread where we take this uh, bread dough and we leave it out overnight and then we'll we'll roll it out and we'll put cooked sausage in it with mozzarella cheese and close it up and bake it with that sausage in Shut it. Shut up. And do that with a shrimp <laughs> omelet. Oh, it's so good. Put a little honey woo. on top of it. Yeah, Man. that's good stuff. And people thought yeah, you could only fish, stuff. you know. Oh, no, I like to cook, you know that. 
Yeah, you know, I don't think there's any state or any place anywhere in the world that the tie between hunting, fishing, and cuisine is the same as it is here in Louisiana. It's it's just worked no, into the fabric of it, you know? It's because of camp life, you know, going to the camp and, and you know, other places go to have their deer camp, but we have the camp all year long going to the camp. And the guys are the cooks most of the time, and it's, it's, what a wonderful culture we have, huh? Yeah, we do. We certainly do. Well, Ryan, uh, anything else before you go? Any more recipes, advice uh, for the forlorn? Uh, maybe, you know, problems well, with people having psychological analysis or anything else you're capable of? Well, I got a lot of that, but the psychological analysis <laughs> on me is going to be good because the river's dropping three feet this month. It's going to be Ooh, down to seven. News. This is the first normal river I've seen in, since 2012. So, man, it's shaping up to be a great summer. All right. Well, look, I'm going to have to get down there pretty soon. Been away too long and have to get down there and yeah, get in on some of that fishing. And we'll work out this breakfast competition thing. I think it's got a good potential. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> All right, buddy. Cool. See you next week. All right, we'll see y'all. All right. Ryan Lambert, we call him the Plastic Man. All right, coming back. Oh, it's time to wrap this show up. Rain's starting to lighten up here at Capitol. Kaplan, we will be back with Barry Toops. My co-host this morning, Cherie Dubuque, and also someone behind the scenes doing a lot of work, important work, Janice Lamont's here with us. We'll be right back after this timeout. All right, the rain is starting to slack off, and the skies are starting to get a little bit brighter, so things are looking up here at the Crawfish Haven in Kaplan, Louisiana. Uh, we're going to get to wrap it up with uh, Barry Toops, our host, but sure, we got a real good question came in on the text message. Yeah, so we had a good question as a result of our bad boy story, and it says, Don, how can you check to see if your charter captain has an up-to-date license? Because the customer has to give up everything that's been caught if there's an issue. That came in from 733. Yeah, well, that's evidence, so they do have to do that. It's pretty easy to check. If you're booking from out of area and you're not in person with the captain, you can ask him to take a picture of it and send you a copy of his license. And before you step on that boat, say, I'd like to see your charter captain's license just to make sure we're all legal here. And if he can produce it, fine. But you're right. The customer does have to suffer. He gets busted for that. And unfortunately, we got a lot of that going on as evidenced by the last three weeks, and I think they continue to do that. The answer is, all you charter captain guys, get your licenses. Do it right. All right, uh, Janice Lamont's here with us, Cherie, and uh, she is a first-timer here at uh, Crawfish Haven. Tell us your initial thoughts here. You haven't got to catch the crawfish and the frogs, but you got some of the fishing in and enjoyed some of the cuisine here. Yeah, I'm looking forward to our little crawfish excursion today. Not sure about the frogs. I'll be wearing gloves if I if I reach for one of those. But the fishing was great. We had a good time yesterday afternoon when we got here, threw some lines in the water, and pulled up some nice little fish. The meal was wonderful last night, uh, and the accommodations are awesome. So looking forward to it. This may come as a shock to you, but the frogs are not looking forward to you grabbing them either. <laughs> Well, I hope not. <laughs> All right, Barry, tell us, uh, what do you think? Now, you got the conditions here. we got rain. It's warmed up a little bit. How are we going to do crawfishing and frogging today? Well, I can tell you the crawfishing is going to be great today because when you get, we get a lot of rain like this, especially lightning and thunder, crawfish come out. And, and the frogs. Frogs are going to be out, too. They might be scattered because of all the rain, but the frogs will be out tonight. What's your, what's your favorite frog recipe? Fried frog. Yeah, that's pretty much hands down. All frog sauce because I save the front legs and the backs, and I make a frog sauce because. Yeah, 
They just jump right in it so good, I hear. <laughs> they jump in the pot. Barry, before we wrap up, tell people again how to check you out on the web page and telephone number. They can get pictures. In fact, by the way, I've got a copy here of some of the episodes on Bayou Wild TV. They can actually watch it firsthand. So tell them, first of all, how to get you. Crawfishhaven.net is my website, and my phone number is 337-652-8870. How far in advance do you take bookings? year ahead, at least. I got some people at least a year and a half right now. And I would suggest as early as possible to make those arrangements. Yes, what about transportation? Uh, if somebody's flying in? They actually rent a car. Yeah. All they got to do is tell them, well, I'm going to Crawfish Haven. They give you a map of the car. That's set correct. you on the road down here. <laughs> That's correct. All right, Barry. We're looking forward to it, and thanks for putting on a great event and being part of the show this morning. We really appreciate Thank that. Thank you, Don. Thank and you. And if you want to go and watch some of these features we did, go to the BayouWildTV.com YouTube, and, or you can go to our website and look under past shows. Look for these episodes, number 74. It's called Miss Louisiana Adventures. That was some frog catching. Uh, we also have episode 88, Still No Princess. That's also, that was with Courtney, Courtney Hammonds. And episode 107, uh, Cajun Crawfish Queen. And uh, you'll experience as close as you can get to having some fun down here at Cajun uh, Crawfish Haven, Mrs. Rose Bed and Breakfast. Talk to Barry. You'll love the guy. they got great food, great hospitality. Bring your crew if it's just for a day or a weekend. Barry, also people, if they're coming hunting in this area and they need a place to stay during the winter months. Yes, sir. We get a lot of hunters here in the wintertime. The Gaton and Kaplan, south of Kaplan, the hunting is still fairly good. And guys come here from all over the United States, and they stay here. And we accommodate them for the lodging and the, and the food. And if you don't catch a crawfish, you don't catch a frog, which is unlikely to happen. You don't catch a fish, you don't shoot a goose or a duck, the food here is worth the trip. Right, Sheree? Well, I say the food, and I'll tell you what, I could listen to Mr. Barry's stories for days. <laughs> yeah, we, we haven't even scratched the surface of the history of this place. By the way, do you know Miss Rose and I share the same birthday? Yeah, actually, I heard that last night from Isabel, who did a little bit of research. My granddaughter, check that out. It's me, her, Benjamin Franklin, and Al Capone, all born on the same birthday. What a crowd that is. <laughs> all right, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, boy, can you believe this, Sheree? 32 years going on, and you didn't talk me out of this, you know, and I've been doing all this hard work. You know, no, I've encouraged you all this time. Yeah. Your success is due in part to me. I'll grant <laughs> You're welcome. you that. I'll grant you that. All right, that is daughter number one, and we're going to be having a lot of fun this week. And hope you have some fun, too. Hope you'll join us again next week, each and every week. We do this every Saturday morning. Great journey to the outdoors before your trip to the outdoors. Tune us in on our favorite station. We've got affiliates all across the state, also some Alabama listeners, and really worldwide on the Internet. We're back next week with more of the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.